Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. Grow With Us is a podcast that focuses on the talent-focused mission of In Tulsa, a talent advising organization for startups, local businesses, and expanding corporations. My name is Evan Barton, and I will be your host each week, where I'll be joined by a guest who is making a difference in Tulsa by furthering our mission of creating equitable opportunities via technology, innovation, and strategic partnerships. This week, we are in conversation with consultant Lawrence McAlpine, who will be chatting with me about tech mentorship, community engagements, and how to spot a visionary. Welcome, Lawrence. It's great to have you on Grow With Us. Yeah, man. Thanks to, for having me here. It's good to be here. I just want everyone to know the like maybe the behind the, the curtain on this, but I in order to get Lawrence on this podcast, all I had to do was message him on Slack. And he was one message away and now yeah, he's here. Trying to be as available as possible, you know? <laughs> Which is amazing. And I think that in a lot of ways, it kind of captures lots of people that I know on in kind of this network and yeah. ecosystem, especially over at 36 Degrees North, which is great. Shout out to them. So Lawrence, thank you for being on. I, I definitely want to give you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself and kind of tell us your story in whatever way you feel comfortable. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. My story, well, it kind of starts back to when I was about nine years old. Um, I remember vividly putting on a little suit and tie in the mirror. I'd walk around the neighborhoods and I'd start knocking on doors like, hey, I'd like to mow your lawn. Would you let me? And they're like, oh, you're so cute. Yes. Then I go get my brothers to actually mow the lawn. And I keep knocking on doors. And that was kind of like my, you know, diving into entrepreneurism at that point. But really kind of like my, my, my folks really, really positioned us like, hey, go out there and attack the world. You got this. And it was really cool. Yeah, I think technology was really something I was always interested in because um, my, my father was into that. You know, he had his own little computer shop doing that for a while. And um, growing up, I was, you know, it's between film and tech. And I was like, I love these two things so much. You know, um, one pays me better than the other, you know, and I think tech went out for that reason initially. But, um, you know, down the road, you know, um, I'll start my own uh, film company and do that. But for right now, I think as a, as a tech consultant, kind of my journey was just like, I need to learn a bunch of stuff. I need to have a good skill set that I can help other people with. I really want to be um, providing as much value as I can to whomever I'm helping. And initially, when I first got started, I worked with, you know, MSPs, um, smaller companies, um, larger companies, kind of built up into, you know, 10,000, 20,000, you know, organizations, enterprises over the years. Um, and yeah, I mean, so kind of evolved into where I'm at today. Is now I, I just basically work with tech startup visionaries who really want to get from A to revenue. And it's how do you how do you make a, a startup positioned uh, for growth and like how do you get money starting to come in the door and like how do you do all that? I've done it a bunch of times. I've had a lot of failures. And that's good. I think you know it hurts, <laughs> you know, but I think it helps you grow. And um, yeah, I would say that's kind of like the big picture. You know, I've, I've learned a lot of things along the way, and uh, just super glad to be here in Tulsa. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I think that that starting journey is so important. And I love that you pinpointed like <laughs> it started with mowing lawns. I yeah. mean, it, sometimes the ideas are small, but the, yeah. the impact is big. Yeah. Look at you now. Yeah, here I am. You don't have to knock on doors anymore. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's you do true. just have to answer a Slack message whenever you <laughs> yeah, That's right. That's right. Every once in a while. That's awesome. Well, kind of tell us uh, about being a Tolson. I mean, Sure. I, I just heard from you earlier, but yeah, you're pretty new Tulsa. So kind of tell me about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Being a Tulsa, I love it. I've been here, you know, nine months, came with the Tulsa Remote uh, program. Absolutely love it. Shout out to, to all of them there. Initially, when I, you know, first realized that I was accepted into the Tulsa Remote program, I was like, well, Tulsa, let me think about this for a second. Where is that? You know, is that mm -hmm. something that I want, you know, to go and do? And, you know, years ago, um, my family, we almost bought 200 acres out here in uh, Poto, 
Wow. So we were going to do the whole farm thing. We didn't uh, end up doing that, but, uh, you know, we came and stayed out in Oklahoma for a month. So I was used to, you know, Oklahoma weather. And so, yeah, I mean, we got here and, you know, the first thing that we got hit with was negative 15 degrees for a week. Oh my gosh. That was the week you moved here. That was the week we moved. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was supposed to be hotter. Um, Normally. (laughs) That's what I'm told. So uh, we'll wait and see this, this winter, but um, yeah, absolutely. You know, being, being in this, in the South is considerably different than being on the East coast. You know, I will say that that's one thing that I love about Tulsa. People are very inviting, encouraging and helpful and thoughtful generally speaking across the board. Um, in Tulsa specifically, you see a lot of uh, community, community-oriented community um, things happening, you know, whether that's a project someone's got going on or, um, you know, a company that's like trying to do some outreach or, you know, nonprofits here in the area. I really like that about Tulsa. Um, I also like that it's warmer. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first thing, I think that that is a unique thing to Tulsa. I, I mean, I'm sure that there are communities out there that are... You know, if you know certain people, you go and tell them about your idea, they'll, they'll be the ones who want to help you. But I feel like that's almost everyone here, at least in in the sphere that we're in. I have to be respective of that because we are kind of in a unique space of just like having access to people that want to help and want and have accessible, accessible resources for all of those things. Um, it's huge. Like, and it's huge to the people that are kind of starting from not having those things. Right. So, right. That's super cool. Yeah, the the city where where I spent most of my my years growing up, and they're just starting to catch on to the things that I'm seeing here in Tulsa. And so I, I see Tulsa as like being ahead of the game a little bit in a lot of areas. So I'm like, uh, let's go. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Ahead of the game is in in Tulsa. I, I don't know if some people would have said that ten years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are though. This is this is really cool. <laughs> so kind of along those lines, like. How have any specific communities in Tulsa, and actually I want to expand this a little bit beyond because I know you've been, you've only been in Tulsa nine months, Mm -hmm. but just how has that, how have any communities, you know, impacted you in your professional trajectory? Yeah. Okay. That's a really good question. I'll start here. This is a good place to start. Uh, Years back, I was involved with um, nonprofits who were really focusing on placing homeless folk back into society in a healthy way. And that really spoke to me. I've actually been homeless before. Not, you know, kind of by choice, actually. I, I really wanted to, like, get into the mindset of what it's like to, to have to live on the street, have nowhere to start. And it, it was a very intriguing journey for me. I was like, holy cow, this is what some people live through every day. And after that, I kind of got involved with nonprofits that that's what they did. You know, they worked with people to try to, you know, there's the mental health side, there's the actual practical, realistic side of that, there's the, the, the ongoing support. And I did tech for those nonprofits because that's the skill that I had and that's how I could help. But I really got to spend time with uh, the people in the program and um, all the people running the program. It was really insightful. And I think that really has shaped kind of how I think about opportunity. I think you can come from anywhere. I think you can come from any background. You can still learn as long as you're willing to put your mind to the task. And Honestly, some people have problems with that, right? I have, you know, friends and family who don't have the mental uh, strength that they need to. And so you need a lot of support in that area. And that's why I think community is so important at the time. And so like, that's why I'm very inspired by and, and into supporting communities that help individuals. And you can do that through tech. You know, there's absolutely a way to do that through tech. And, you know, I think that's one of the initial communities that has inspired me to this day. Another community, and my wife probably laughed when she hears this, is the strongman community. So I've always wanted to be a professional strongman. Uh, shout out to Brian Shaw. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, these dudes are, you know, six foot eight, 430 pounds. Like they can deadlift 1,200 pounds plus, you know, massive amounts of weight. 
The one thing about the strongman community that um, inspires me so much that's different from a lot of other communities is most of the time, like 98% of the time, the, the athletes are not competing against each other. They're competing against themselves. And the, the reason why that makes a big difference is because the guy beside you is not necessarily your enemy, right? Or the guy that you're trying to beat. Um, you're trying to beat your own time. And what that does is that creates a very strong camaraderie um, amongst all of the athletes. And um, one thing that I've learned in business is that not everybody out there who might be kind of in your market is your enemy, so to speak. You know, I think there's, there's a scarcity mindset and there's an abundance mindset. I think there's more than enough out there for everyone to do their thing. I think if you niche down and you know what you're trying to do, you can make your business happen. And so really inspired by the strongman community in that you know, mindset, because I, I think in business, especially in tech, I've worked with a lot of startups. I worked with a lot of other consultants and they're like, oh, I don't take my client, like, you know, kind of stay away or they're very protective of it. I'm like, that's fine. There's enough out there for everyone. I think you just have to know who you're trying to help and how you can help them specifically. Oh, that's a good, that's a really good call out. Um, Cause I think that it's funny, even in the limited amount of like exposure to the technology space that I've had, I feel like I've already come into contact with t companies that I think do the same thing essentially and are competitors to each other. But like kind of what you're saying, if you're telling that to like an individual, that means that they might go, they might not go chase their dream or whatever because they don't necessarily know if it, how it's different from something else. And what you're kind of saying is that everyone needs to feel the, feel the freedom and liberty from pursuing that, no matter what the idea is, no matter if someone else has done it first, but like see what it's like to, to have that experience. And then also, I want to be a strong man now that you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a vibe. I, uh, I stepped away from that. You know, I was going hardcore, you know, for a couple of years on that. Um, yeah, I think there, there's definitely some health issues on that if you pursue it to that level that you can develop that I wasn't willing to, to risk for. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, maybe just functional strength would be okay and I'll just go with that. And I'll just take the principle of, yeah. you know, <laughs> my <laughs> right. friends being my, <laughs> my yeah. coworkers and yeah. all of those things. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, those community, the community aspect of really developing who you are as a person, I, I, I don't know if anyone ever develops in a vacuum, you know. There's always someone that, positively or even negatively sometimes can contribute to the the path that you go on and it's really good to hear that you've had great experiences with those with communities that probably a lot of people don't have experience with honestly the homeless community i think that yeah i don't i don't want to you know maybe state my opinions publicly i sure. guess but like i do think that what we all in our in society sometimes lack is that empathy piece and mm -hmm. i feel like that's what yeah. you're really seeking through that experience which yeah. is really cool yeah and then, you know, maybe also in the same way, the strongman community, like you think of a bunch of juice heads, you don't right. really humanize them that often. Right. So yeah. um, that's that's like a good way to think about how to actually help people, um, especially yeah. individuals and people with ideas. Right. And kind right. of leading into your consultancy work. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's 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 room. There's room. There's room in the world to grow. And I think if you are putting, you know, kindness first and other people first, as opposed to profit. I think you'll you'll be a lot more successful than you think you will be. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, so I, I kind of noticed in my circle of interaction with you that you've had some opportunities to teach and mentor folks in um, kind of the 36 degrees north space and, and maybe even beyond that. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of share with our audience what it's like to to be a mentor to folks in that space and kind of mm -hmm. like, I guess, just what you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also a good question. Yeah. I'd like to be involved in uh, teaching people 
that want to learn first and foremost. I, I think a lot of the people um, that I interact with on a daily basis have that desire and passion to learn. Whether, you know, whether they know a lot or think they know a lot or don't know a lot, I think there's, there's that attitude of like, hey, I'm, I'm coming to learn. And I love seeking out and working with people that are humble in that area. Um, yeah, I, since I've been in Tulsa, I've had a couple opportunities to, to teach some classes and, and have, you know, more um, one-on-one engagements with people, teaching them the things that, that I know and do, and, you know, even just speaking to situations that they're in. Um, that's been good. I really would like to expand that a little bit and, and do more of that. I'm trying to transition kind of where I'm at um, in, in what I do with other companies so that I can have more time to do that. Um, I, I'm fresh off the press of, of learning this whole idea that there's a concept of you can have success at life and you can also win at work. Um, there's a book by Michael Hyatt that I just read called Win at Life, Succeed at Work. And prior to reading that book, I was a, a very, let's call it recovering workaholic, you know, and um, I think this book really took it up a level for me. I used to think that, you know, either I had to give up my dreams and just, you know, be living as a human, or I could give up my life and, you know, work my way into some sort of health issue. For me, that was a really hard book to read because it really opened up the whole concept of the double win, which he talks about in the book. So, um, yeah, I would say this. Uh, it's really important to, to have a good work-life balance, but that, that book really takes it up a notch. So highly recommend to everyone who wants to read it. What do I do? Yes. Um, if you read my LinkedIn um, profile, it'll say I help visionaries um, in, with tech startups to get from A, a to revenue. And that's a really big picture. Um, and I was trying to like find the, the most uh, succinct way to say that. It's really hard. But essentially what I do is I, I, I come alongside tech startup visionaries, so individuals um, who have a vision for what they want to do. And we can talk about like what it is to, to spot a visionary, but really I'm looking for those sort of people who have an idea, who've started it, who maybe have some funding, maybe they don't have any, um, but they're at a certain position with, with where their company is. And they're like, okay, I've got an idea. I kind of know where I need to go. I need some help from a tech perspective to get this thing off the ground, or I need to reach this revenue goal. Really good example, company I've worked with for, you know, they want to attract bigger clients, you know, um, like global international um, clients. But in order to do that, they had to have this special certification, tech certification. So I helped them get that cert. What that does is that allows them to go and attract these bigger clients, make more revenue, business grows. Another good example is, you know, building from the ground up. And, you know, you don't have a product, but I came on board this one particular uh, startup that um, uh, I'm involved with now. And essentially, you know, we, I was initially the one to build out the MVP to see, hey, will this product actually work? Does this make sense? And then after that, you know, uh, we figured, yeah, this works. Let's bring on a team. So I helped build the entire company basically from the ground up, you know, and I think the greatest asset for any company is your people, right? So you have to really know how to team build in that, in that, in that situation, you know, that was really helpful. Uh, we found the right people across the globe, literally. Some people were in Poland, North Macedonia, you know, Bangladesh, a bunch here in the U.S., uh, a good portion here in Tulsa. Yeah. So that, that was that aspect. So yeah, I guess really just helping visionaries practically implement their vision for this tech product or tech company. Um, and it looks different in a lot of different you know, ways, but uh, that's kind of what I do. Wait, that's so cool. I think I, I didn't know that. I, I guess, my, let me just make sure I'm understanding this. 
it sounds like you join teams, whether that team is one person or two, and then kind of help help them build something and then roll off as it's, as you see fit, basically. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which means that you get to be involved with lots of foundational processes like throughout. Yeah. I mean, you've you, like you said, you've been there from the ground up phase to all of these things. Yeah. And I think what you said about people is really interesting because, you know, wh- what we do at Tulsa is a lot of helping find the right people and, mm. and the right people for the right organization. Yeah. Sometimes um, we have to basically, <laughs> I guess sometimes it, it's difficult to convince someone or a client that, you know, this might be the right person. Like this might be the person that helps you get from A to revenue or A, even A to B. And I think another cool thing that I wanted to highlight from what you said is that you're helping people that want to learn, have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, if mm-hmm. you will, just push it to the limit uh, and kind of push it beyond, uh, like, I, I guess, a technology is a huge barrier is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've already run into that just in my limited knowledge of mm-hmm. uh, certain tech systems and and things like that. And technology is growing so fast that if you have people that can keep up, yeah, like, you are you're clearly an asset to so many people because mm-hmm. they're the world is growing and changing so fast yeah. and if companies want to keep up they they need people like you to help them deploy yeah. certain tactics so. yeah absolutely i think it really starts with like in my position like i had to put in the work you know 120 hour weeks were the norm for me for as long as i can remember uh you know 15 plus years of doing that it does take a toll on your body but you have all these skills right that you can then you know pivot and, and do something with that you know kind of at the end of the day, be a consultant, right? Be your own boss, right? When you have a, uh, something to, to offer to the world. And I encourage people all the time, like the, the young folk that I talk to is like, hey, if you want to go out there and, you know, not have to work that, that job that you're working, instead do your own thing, that's great. Maybe think about these other things first before you jump in, and do that. You know, it is good to have a process in place. Other times it's like, no, dude, just jump, right? You know, I think you're ready for it, you know, and really, you know, helping those visionaries like, kind of grow and, and build into what they could be before they launch you know? yeah that that you gotta like tiptoe that line of mm-hmm. like knowing trusting yourself but also right. trusting the process right absolutely um, I've, I've heard that those phrases so many times yeah. <laughs> whether it's my mom or you know just <laughs> yeah. general life advice but yeah facts yeah i think uh let's kind of dive into that that one word that we've heard we, that we've been hearing in this conversation of a visionary mm-hmm. um and kind of how do you know if you are a visionary and wh- what do you typically see in most visionaries that you work with? Hmm, good question. I would say some of it's personality, some of it's uh, discipline. I think those both go hand in hand in any sort of visionary. Um, I don't think you can get the visionaries that I work with, the visionaries that I mentor and, and, and spend a lot of time around with know a couple of things, like they're disciplined one. Most of, a lot of them do it because they love it. And so thus, by loving it so much, they become disciplined in doing that. But I think that's a key element of it. It's like you have the discipline to make yourself do something, sometimes doing things you don't want to do. And then the other thing is that they are, there's a, there's a fine balance between being uh, humble and also being able to put yourself out there in a way that, that people like want what you have or are interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Hum- humility and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fine line to, I, I, at least it's something I struggle with personally. It's like, how do I be humble and how do I like show confidence in any oh, in you situation? And me both. <laughs> yeah. So generally the people that I work with, you know, they're, I don't know, I follow Myers-Briggs personality tests and also Enneagram at the same time. So, you know, type threes, type sevens, a lot of the time I work with, you know, ENTJs, you know, I think there's, there's a, there's a level of optimism that they have, right? That they are like, 
I can see this beautiful big picture of somewhere that you know we need to go. You know, I might not have all the technical know-how to, to get there, but I know a couple of people who might be able to help me. Right, that sort of thing. People who are flexible is, I guess, would say another ca- uh, category. Uh, you know, they 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 know how to shift and move. Downs are going to come, probably a lot of downs. You know, but there will be some some up times as well. And but they know how to navigate those as well. You know, and obviously, if you're a, a newer entrepreneur, you might not have the experience to navigate those ups and downs very well. But there's some natural instinct that that kicks in, right? That kind of like helps you through, you know, through the time. Yeah, and just the 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 more advanced, I guess you could say, visionaries that that I work with that I can tell is like they're practical. They know how to break something down into like, okay, here's basically what I need you to do. You know, how do you take a, a big picture concept and break that down into practical? And honestly, sometimes I find myself sitting in that seat. So um, there's a business model system called EOS. Gina Wickman wrote the book called Traction. Based off of that, he created uh, this business um, system called the Entrepreneur Operating System. And essentially, it's like, hey, here's how you run a business really well. And uh, so there's this, this visionary actor, it's called the visionary seat, where the person is the visionary. Um, but then there's a seat that kind of works hand in hand with the visionary called the integrator. And that's the person who breaks down the, the big lofty goals. You know, it could be the same person sitting in both seats, but there is a specific seat for that integrator, you know? And oftentimes, I find myself sitting in that seat a lot of times because I I do have the technical knowledge, right, to, to make something happen. I do have the team building. I do have the the financial. I do have the business um, know how, right, to to make things happen. But I'm able to speak with visionaries because I hang around them a lot. I find them very inspiring. You know, a lot of the times they they dream. You know, and um, sometimes you know they haven't been um, what's the word like singed by the world. You know, they just have this pure like vision of what they want and it hasn't been tainted yet. And I love that. I love like encouraging them and they're like, yes, don't, don't lose, don't lose sight of this. This is a good thing. Don't get jaded. I That's mean, the word I was looking for, <laughs> jaded. Yeah. Like don't, you it's know? It's so hard to, it, I, I feel like I've been, I guess, victim of that, you know, having this like innocence about an idea or whatever, and then immediately getting, like you said, singed by the world. And it's so crazy to try to put yourself back in that space before, before you found out some key information like, your whole your whole world changes and it's crazy that's kind of also related to like confidence versus humility too because if someone ever checks you or clocks you on like the way that you present yourself it's like how am i been presenting myself to everyone <laughs> like you know you have this disconnect in the way that you think it's happening versus the way that it actually is which i think these are all really important atro- introspection activities that you can do with your friends and with other people to kind of know how to react in situations where you're challenged in those ways. Yeah, yeah. There's something that I've been um, studying a lot and like growing into is uh, this whole concept of authenticity as a leader. Um, I, I would say probably in different generations, you wouldn't have seen that pop up as much, right? It was more of uh, being a boss, right? Lording it over people. But there's something about being the servant leader that really speaks volumes to people, especially as a visionary, um, where, where when you come alongside people and you when you pour into your people, when you help them be the best that they can be, that enables them in turn to help your vision, the company, whatever you're, whatever you're running, right, to, to be the best that it can be. Someone once said, I forget who, right, take care of your people and they'll take care of your customers, right? And that does hold true in this, this space of entrepreneurship and, and business as well. But to, to spot a visionary, I guess, to kind of circle back to your original question, you know, I, I look for people who are optimistic. I look for people who are um, confident and slash humble. Um, I look for people who are practical. 
right? And and a kind of a visionary, you know, knows kind of where they're going. They may not have the clear picture. Sometimes they do, and that's amazing. But those are generally the qualities that I look for in people. Yeah, and those are those are great qualities because you you basically, like you said, know what you're getting yourself into when you're working with them. Oh, and I I wanted to circle back to Enneagram and Myers Briggs because I think that's a fascinating way to understand like clients and and behaviors and things like that. And it's one of those things. I I also group astrology into this too sometimes because like it's one of those things that there are naysayers out there that say it's all crap or whatever. But I think that it's in my personal opinion, it is all it's all based on like what you actually believe and what you what you put into it. It's the power that you put into it. If and if I think that most of the time people have really good um they just use it as further introspection or, or like further investigate, you know, what's going on internally or like with the world around them. My friend was telling me yesterday about how she's run into a bunch of times uh if you run into like repeating numbers like two 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 or like if it's four forty four, like that indicates a certain like spatial time uh, instance that is meaningful in some way. And I was like, my mind was blown hearing this because I was like, there's just so many things telling us <laughs> what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. And like, yeah. you kind of have to be in tuned with that. And right. I think that that's kind of what you're saying with your clients and yeah. and knowing the types of, I'm an ESFJ, by the oh, way. Cool. I don't know if we'd work well together or not. but <laughs> ESTJ. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. We can get along. We're doing great so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, kind of my last question, just to round us out a little bit, yeah. is how would you suggest for people to get involved? And and get active in a city like Tulsa. Hmm. I, I ask you this because you've kind of done that immediately. I mean, within yeah. nine months, I already knew who you were, right. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. So, kind of tell me about tell me about that experience for you. Absolutely. As a tech entrepreneur, human here in Tulsa, you know, if I'm speaking to those people out there, yeah, certainly check out the tech communities here, especially in Tulsa. You know, 36 degrees north is a great place to start. Like, honestly, it was as for me, you know. Getting in, getting into that community, and just hanging around on the couch, you know, at base camp, you know, getting to meet people is a really great way to like figure out who's who and what's what. You know, there's a bunch of newsletters out there you can get involved with. There's obviously Techlahoma, that's another uh, community to get involved with. But honestly, like putting in the work, uh, getting coffee with people, you know, go to Camara across the street, you know, grab coffee with someone or something, or Kegusto, you know, for lunch, whatever it is, really spend the time to get to know people. Um, I would say it's probably a great way through the 36 community is probably the the easiest way if you want to get a pulse on what's going on in the entrepreneur community. I think 36 is the place to be. Yeah, there's a lot of other groups not related to tech, but, you know, I'd say just, you know, figure out, figuring out who's doing what, you know, and uh, going to that, that, that center of, of busyness and, and talking to the people there really is the, how I got plugged in. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it's right on with just when you have an idea and when you have this vision, uh, it, I think that sometimes you want that to be a personal thing and you want it to be something that only you can see through sometimes. And I think that 36 Degrees North and kind of my kind of journey into this entrepreneurial space is that collaboration is so easy to do and sometimes like the best direction for a project to head after maybe being insular and, and, and being, uh, you know, only a personal thing. You can really expand where that goes as soon as you bring someone in. And that is why, that's why community is important to me. It's why community is important to probably everyone on this earth in some way, shape or form, because 
it really just allows ideas to spark and to spark brighter, maybe than just insular. Yeah, I, I certainly would would agree with that. I think you know, there's there's only so far you can get on your own. You know, I think if you end up partnering with other people, be clear about what that partnership looks like for sure. But I, it's you will get a lot further, right? People have expertise and um, just intuitiveness in so many other areas. Who was it? Uh, uh, Abba Companies over in China. I forget the the owner's name, but he uh, he said, you know, I just basically put myself in a room with smarter people than me and made them work together. Mm. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. So I think it's if you have a vision and you know people who who are smarter than you in certain areas of that, get them in a room, you know, mm -hmm. and have them work together somehow. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. Lawrence, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for your thoughtful answers and advice to everyone that's listening to Grow With Us. Can you tell us a little bit about what might be going on in your life and maybe how people can contact you? Yeah, absolutely. I am going out for a week to, uh, to Maine to camp to, to kind of recover. But after that, when I get back, I'm going to be going uh, full time, like full bore with this one startup called Plato. They're moving into the incubator at 36. So really looking forward to that. And um, working with the team there. Yeah, people can find me on my website, thealpineconsultant.com. Maybe that's probably the easiest way. And there's links to all the socials and things there. But uh, yeah, probably the easiest way to hold me. That's awesome. The Alpine, that's a, you got, you got a good name for branding. I tried, I tried. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time yeah. and sharing with us everything that we discussed. Uh, I'd like to plug a few resources for our listeners of Grow With Us that might be of use to you. Cool. If you would like to stay in touch with all of our featured jobs and opportunities in Tulsa, then please join our talent network. By joining our talent network, you let us know you're interested in working with an in Tulsa company, and our talent team will make sure you put the right opportunities on your radar. You can join at talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. Stay tuned for more episodes of Grow With Us about tips and tricks for the job application process, learning more about the amazing communities of support in Tulsa, and the tech and innovation that is driving people across the country to the heartland. Mm -hmm.